There were three ordinary women on what seemed like a simple mission to find a film they liked. One where women got something to do and not just look pretty or be murdered. Which, to be totally honest, has complicated matters a bit. Welcome to Flicking. Yes, it sounds a bit rude. That's the joke. Welcome to this month Flicking, our four-weekly, I've said month once, I'm going to have to say something else, our four-weekly jaunt through some of our favourite films. I am joined by our favourite film critic, Yosara Osman. Hello. Oh, that's nice. Favourite. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've started this on a bad note for me, but carry on, Dunleavy. <laughs> I said our. <laughs> you can't be your own favourite film critic. Oh, there's no rules about that. <laughs> and I am joined by the person defending their favourite film, or one of their favourite films, in the court of public opinion this week, Mickey. Hello. Hello. And I'm Hannah. Did you not say that at the beginning? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I watched Spencer last night and it was so bizarre, it confused me. Okay. Right, so this month, I've gone for a film that has been my trusted cheer-me-up companion through some pretty diet noon and times. And unlike... Hang on, let me just check my notes. All of my previous picking for flicking, it is absolutely brimming with women. Hooray! And hello, 2011's Bridesmaids. Written by Annie Mumolo and Kristen Wiig. Produced by Judd Apatow and directed by Paul Feig. But before we talk Bridesmaids the film, have either of you ever been a bridesmaid? Yes. Yes, I have. How was it? Any amusing shitting yourself stories that you'd like to share? I was four, five, something like that. Adorable. I wore a peach, a peach dress with black lace. I mean, it's incredible looking at you at the Zoom that it still fits, mate. That is it's good work. Yeah, I don't really remember, but I do know that there was a lot of time spent trying to teach us how to hold our hands so that the the, the thing we were holding, which was like a ball of flowers, would look nice in the photograph through our fingers. And in the official photograph, my sister is doing it. She's about seven. She's doing it amazingly. And I've just got both my hands screwed up into a fist like that <laughs> around the flowers. <laughs> Yasmin, what about you? Nothing that hilarious, to be honest. I've just been, I've, I've been one at a very chill wedding where I really didn't have to do anything. And I've been one at a, uh, let's say, a not so chill wedding where it was very chaotic in the last couple of hours and I had to run around and fix everything and uh well be with me and the other bridesmaids and just try and calm everybody else down but both were good experiences so can't complain wowzers I have been a bridesmaid four times and I'm also being a bridesmaid in May so many bridesmaid experiences for me that can't be true Mickey because I believe that the fact is three times a bridesmaid never a bride I mean scientifically proven fact I know I'm waiting to tell Gary that we're, we're not officially married because yeah no, because of no. that I mean you can get a um what's the word I'm looking for annulment now? that's the one I might wait till he's recovered from Covid before I land him with that blow yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, back to the film. With Rake and Apatow, there are obviously some well-known power chaps very heavily involved in this, and Apatow's paw prints are visibly all over it. But for the plot itself, it is the women's relationship with each other and not with men that is central. Sure, women are pit against each other, which is something I would usually very much wrinkle my nose at, but our two competitors are fighting over a best friend, not a fella. 
And the women are, as Mayor Rudolph's Lillian describes them, a stone-cold pack of weirdos, with personalities exaggerated for comic effect. Singleton Annie, that's Kristen Wiig, is not in a good place, emotionally, mentally or physically, when her best pal since childhood Lillian asked her to be maid of honour at her forthcoming wedding. Her situation doesn't improve when she meets Helen, Lillian's big-time new pal, insufferably glamorous and, to be honest, insufferable in general, and perfectly played by Rose Byrne. Then there's Melissa McCarthy, excellent as Megan, Lil's sister-in-law-to-be, and a woman refreshingly free of neuroses and instead absolutely chock-full of confidence. She's an absolute joy to watch, although, side note, I could have done without her sexually harassing a bloke on an aeroplane and also cantering towards a restaurant. But that is very much the script's fault, not hers. Final two of the bridal party, Ellie Kemper's Becca and Wendy McLendon Covey's Rita, get less to do, but they do do it beautifully. And Rita describing how she snapped one of her teenage son's semen-soaked blankets in half is chef's kiss. Annie's messy life infiltrates her plans for the various parties in Lillian's honour in the run-up to the big day. Blimey, they really go all out in America, right? It's nauseating. Right? It, it yeah. made me made me want to vomit at the amount of money that is wasted on, like, I mean, the wedding's supposed to be a big day. You don't need five big days before your big day. It's too much. Would not want to be a part of that. Agreed. And we'll get back to Hannah's note on fiscal stuff. Because Annie is perpetually out of her financial league, and as more and more things go tits up, her own sense of failure amplifies. Disaster, and indeed, hilarity ensues. When it's flying, and I say that because actually one of the best scenes is actually on an aeroplane, Bridesmaids is proper laugh-out-loud, achy-sides funny. And as a long-time fan of Lois' common denominator humour, I find the food poisoning, shitting themselves inside-out scene genuinely hilarious. Hashtag been there. What's more, Bridesmaids balances decent female characters, smart laughs and gross-out farce, all of which I thoroughly enjoy. It's also one of the main reasons I decided not to have Bridesmaids when I got married. Oh, you explain yourself now, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> and now when you've got that lovely peach frock, all uh, exactly. that dry cleaned and everything. I'd had it taken out. <laughs> Before we get to the chat, I am perhaps oddly in my bit about why Bridesmaids is one of my favourite films, going to mention something that is for me a fly in an otherwise unabashedly joyous ointment. And that is Annie's love interest, Officer Rhodes, played brilliantly by Chris O'Dowd, who I have no quibble with. I didn't need him, though. I didn't need a romance for Annie, who already has so much going on that she needs to get a grip on before getting involved with a man who ignores what she's saying and how she's feeling, and for me, waves a big red flag for control issues. And not just because he's a cop. I think Annie is scared of being lonely now her best pal is married off, but I'm annoyed that they decided the gap left was man-shaped. But it is testament to the majority of bridesmaids that while it rankles me on every viewing, I still fucking love the film overall. I love it in the same way I love Sex and the City, which is flawed but comforting and makes me laugh. I love it in the same way I love Jilly Cooper, whose books are deeply flawed but comforting and make me laugh. Right. I'm ready for your opinions. I got a little bit of a heads up that as as much as I clearly adore this film, I can see why people might not. And Hannah, I believe you have thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have seen this before. I saw it contemporaneously. And I was and wasn't surprised that you picked it. I think for me, the bits that work well, work amazingly and are really, really funny. And I think the bits that don't work are just unbelievably frustrating and 
I mean, example, what does work? I mean, I think Kristen Wiig and John Hamm together is just magic. <laughs> I think that works amazingly well. I don't know what the fuck that is going on with Matt Lucas and Rebel Wilson. I think it's terrible. I, I really loathe, loathe that bit of it. I think Chris O'Dowd is great in it, and I think the pair of them work together, but I agree that the, the whole that, that is in her life. But I think the main problem is that Lillian, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Maya Rudolph? I think mm-hmm. she's a prick. I think she's a massive brick, and I don't know why anyone would be fighting over her to that degree. I actually, all of my sympathy in this film is with Kristen Wiig's character, and I just think she should have walked out of that wedding and that been the end of that relationship, if I'm honest. I just think that she is a massive prick to her. I love everything with Melissa McCarthy is great, but particularly Melissa McCarthy and the puppies. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm all I'm about that. I think Ellie Kempner and the other one, I think she's French Canadian. I can't remember her name. I think those two are basically cookie cutter stereotype characters and they veer towards what we would say is, you know, stereotype women. Oh, here's a woman who's obsessed with marriage and, Here's a woman who has children, so that's all she talks about is her children. Yeah, I think there are bits that are like magic, but there are bits in it that I nearly put my foot through the telly. We'll get back to some of the points you've raised there, I'm sure. <laughs> Yosra, can I have your thoughts, please? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually like Bridesmaids. I've seen it, oh gosh, several, several times. It's a very easy watch for me. I do find it funny. I really, really love Kristen Wiig in it. I agree with Hannah in terms of I sympathise with her. I, I don't think Lillian treats Annie very well at all. And I also sometimes struggle with the credibility of the situation. You know, Helen comes along and she's married to... Uh, who is she? Is she how are they friends again? Perry and Perry is Dougie, Lillian's fiance's boss. <laughs> there are some scenes where I'm like, I just can't imagine this actually happening. You know, the bit at the, the engagement party where they're doing the speech and Kristen Wiig and Rose Byrne are having a little bit of a fight off around who can say the best things <laughs> about Lillian. And I, sometimes... 100% Yosra, that's the worst bit in the entire film. <laughs> I agree with but you. But I cringe and I'm like, this, this isn't believable for me. But having said that, I do think it's really funny. I really enjoy the majority of the ensemble cast. I think Kristen Wiig really does a lot of the heavy lifting for some of the the more, uh, sorry, and Melissa McCarthy, obviously, for some of the more comedic moments. When I first watched it, I mean, this came out around 2011, and it was really enjoyable to see a film that has, is about female friendships, but can still include some of the crass ridiculous moments that you don't normally see in these kinds of films and does it well yeah I am I am generally quite a fan of, of Bridesmaids I agree with you both that Lillian's like not deserving of Annie's friendship and as much as Annie would be hard work I think because you know she has got a lot going on Lillian basically just ditches her and that isn't that isn't friend behavior and you both mentioned it it is a tough call between Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy who was actually nominated for an Oscar for her role as Megan yes. by the way but for me I'm I'm absolutely with you two in that Kristen Wiig is absolutely standout in this her physical comedy on the aeroplane that scene is just brilliant that is one of my favorite scenes in the film so I would like to know what is one of your favorite scenes in the film and why 
I'm sorry, but it, it's that one. So <laughs> I can't add anything new. But that's the, whenever somebody says bridesmaids to me, that is the scene I think about. It's that flight and Kristen Wiig's performance, and it's just brilliant. There were two bits. There's the bit where she sits next to the woman who is also terrified of flying. So Annie is terrified of flying. She sits next to a stranger who is also terrified of flying. And the woman says, I had a dream last night. The plane went down. You were in it. And that just absolutely cracks me up every time. And also when she sneaks back into first class and is busted by the air steward and she just goes, it's not me. (laughs) Again, it's just so glorious. See, that kind of annoyed me because in that scene that somehow portrayed as being Kristen Wick's fault, where again, that's another scene where it's Rose Byrne's fault, essentially, but she never gets the blame for it. Oh, no, I think she does get the blame for it. I think it's quite clear to the viewer that it is Rose Byrne's To the viewer, but in the film, you're just like, what magic stuff is going on here? Because just briefly going back to that competitive talking... The whole way through it, Lillian is smiling, and I'm like, "What person wants to be told You'd find me they're awkward. amazing?" Exactly. No, you would be dying inside. Of <laughs> what I mean is that. Well, maybe it's just me. Oh no! But oh, do you thing... find that too frustrating then? That the, the actual plot and how Annie is kind of just left out of everything yeah. and treated really badly is that too much for you to actually enjoy the film? It starts to because then some sort of class warrior thing comes out on me about like how snobby they are about like that she doesn't live in the city. Do you know what I mean she's out in Milwaukee? That she's just this sort of poor. I mean, the I hate opulence anyway. Opulence makes me feel oh, yeah. sick. But the idea of her in that opulent society when she can't even afford to basically pay her rent or go on holiday, I find quite shocking my favorite scene is the one where melissa mccarthy turns up and gives her a pep talk i think it's <laughs> lovely <laughs> it's very very funny but it's very touching at the same time agreed yeah. agreed megan is just such a, a wonderfully well-rounded character going back to what you're saying about the opulence being vomit inducing i totally agree with you but i have no doubt that our sympathies are meant to lie with annie and helen has this weird magic effect on people as women like that can have or people like that can have where they are blind to her flaws it's like Lillian's in the throes of some new romance with this other woman almost this new friend romance where she can't see all of the manipulating Mm. that Helen is doing until she does see it and then she's like Helen's taken over the wedding we can't afford it anymore my dad can't do this that's a funny line when uh the general samuel fields at the end says who's paying for this um when that man comes on which i actually find the ending i find cringy as fuck i, I couldn't Aww. i couldn't bear the ending when they were all singing i just thought it was oh really obviously like i say i'm not really a, a sort of a romantic person but there's not even any particular romance in it i'm not even entirely sure that lillian wants to marry that guy that doesn't seem to be he's almost not a character again i, I love she, that though i love that the men have got very little secondary characters I, I, exactly I will, I will say what i think it gets right is in that sense is that bit the the, the nub of it is that I never really hung out in a group of friends, particularly. I have friends that I work with that I hang out in, but not a group of female friends that's entirely, they are my solid, whatever you want to call it, gang. You know, um, one of my really good friends that I've known for about, I don't know, 25 years, about 10 years ago, I met one of her childhood friends and it became immediately clear from about two minutes in that we both fucking hated each other Mm -hmm. 
And it was really, really <laughs> awkward, really awkward. And we had to spend a whole weekend together and it was mm. really terrible and we hated each other. Uh, yeah. um, so the sense of that, that that does exist. Yeah, think, yeah. yeah it was true. that's realistic because I've been on Hindus where you're suddenly introduced to other friends of the bride, for example, that you've never yeah. met before. And it can cause some interesting, sometimes maybe difficult dynamics but I do like in general just the the exploration of friendship in this film I think is really really smart and I could I could get on board with that and I actually do quite like the ending I like yes. I like the little bit of a sing song <laughs> I love that song uh, and I know it's really cringy and it's really saccharine but I love it and I sing every time and maybe do a little cry but also going back to that thing about like when you meet your friend's friends one of my dearest mates and I had a big old chat about how one of our friends who we love dearly has a lot of friends who we think are arseholes and we're like do they think that we're the arsehole does that make us an arsehole for also being <laughs> friends with oh, them is this contagious <laughs> let's talk about the female friendship because i think the other thing it addresses which doesn't get spoken about very much is th- that jealousy or slight fear of missing out so like I said earlier I think Annie is just she's just really she's happy for Lillian but she's really worried she's going to be lonely because she's already lonely and it annoys me that the filmmakers decide to fill that gap with a burgeoning romance that kind of jealousy of your friends doing well when you're in a bad place I think it happens and we don't talk about it and Annie is just trying to get on with it she's not trying to bring it to Lillian's attention it's only when Lillian has absolutely distanced herself from Annie that Annie loses her shit in that scene at the wedding shower, bridal sh- I don't even know what the fuck that is. The bridal shower. Another thing. Another thing. Yeah. That it becomes clear to Lillian she might have not been a very good friend herself. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's why I, I can sympathise with Annie so much because FOMO is real and I think she's had such a hard time you can tell that when the film starts and she's been through so much and sometimes you need friends in that moment but if you see your friend is going off and doing all these wonderful things and has got new friends and is going to go get married and have this what looks like a really opulent lifestyle and you can't connect with that it's you can that's you know it's really really hard and again that's what we're saying about the kind of the the stance on female friendships and how they are quite complex sometimes that's why I really like this film as well as all the hilarity surrounding it yeah I think it's got a heart as well as yeah. the farts exactly hearts and farts <laughs> yeah <laughs> big fan yeah, because it's not it's not just about her getting married it is about her sh- almost shifting a social class at the same time mm-hmm. it's being left behind because I mean it's one of the reasons that I always think you know, if you won the lottery, you'd have to give quite a lot of it away because it's all well and good to say, hey, I can go to Jamaica for like a month and sit on the beach. Does anyone want to come? But if everyone's still having to work, then all your friends are still, you know, pulling a nine to five, then the answer yeah. is no, no one can come. Mm-hmm. So you've got yeah. to spread it around. Yeah. So obviously this is a female ensemble cast and female comedy rare as hen's teeth i'm really struggling to think of anything that is funny and has so many strong female characters can either of you help me out there's one film i really like i don't know if you've seen book smart oh that's fairly recent i wanted to see is it like a few years ago isn't it 
it's a it's I think it's 2018 I might be wrong um it's directed by Olivia Wilde and I think that is really funny and is very female centric so I'd recommend that one awesome Hannah you're good at things from the past (laughs) I am good at things from the past and it will come to me at 4am and I'll tweet it (laughs) Uh, further back I would have been even less likely to watch something that was about a wedding it's not about a wedding though no, I know, but I wouldn't have known that. Until I, oh, well, there you go. We'll go back. We've had this conversation. Muriel's wedding is about a wedding and a fe- and female friendship and is amazing. That so, is yes, true. I can't think of one. That is a good film. Muriel's that wedding. A good That's the second time we've talked yeah. about that in a week. Yeah. This may come as absolutely zero surprise to you two and indeed to the listeners, but a lot of critics of the film, and by that I mean Joe and Joan posting on public reviews because critics in newspapers and magazines and on the internet really liked Bridesmaids. Their criticism of it is that they do not like that it depicts women being vulgar and crude. So I think that that gives it points for feminism. Do you agree with me? Oh, I mean, if I could like either burp or fart on on uh, demand, I would do it now in response <laughs> to that that comment because yeah. It's not like we don't do that. It's not like we're not vulgar. It's just so stupid. It's such a stupid criticism. But yeah, no, that's one of the things I liked about it as well, that you can have this heart that, yeah, the hearts and farts, as you said, I think that's the perfect way to sum it up and that it's done quite well that they go well together. Yep. And I stand by our decision to have this conversation while all three of us are on the toilet. Amazing. Joan has used the litter tray during this chat. <laughs> oh, go Joan. Uh, Joan is the Megan of the group. Yeah. <laughs> she has opinions. <laughs> the other film I was going to pick was Anchorman. And I was like, Mickey, pick something with less cocks in it. <laughs> Bridesmaids to me is almost an equivalent of Anchorman. Yeah. It wasn't unsuccessful. Like, like I say, there are bits that genuinely... When she car breaks down and John Hamm rolls up and goes, what's up, <laughs> fuck buddy? That is just hilarious. He's great. Genuinely hilarious. He is great, yeah. Agreed. When he just goes, can George Glass do this? And he just sort of <laughs> rubs his hand in circular motions on her boob and she yeah. just goes, probably. <laughs> Actually, I heard or I saw Tina Fey being interviewed about Dirty Rock. And she was talking about having, like, you know, guest stars on. And someone had said to her, you, you're always really kind of chased when you have, like, people on. She'd have, like, a hot boyfriend. She goes out with Matt Damon for a bit in it. She goes out with John Hamm. She has all these boyfriends, but they're always quite chaste. And she says, yeah, I just don't ever feel the need to, like, you know, fully snog them or anything on the show. She said, and then I watched Prize of Ace. She said, and I saw Kristen Wiig having all right. Oh, good, I'll go on him. She said, and I thought, oh, what why I didn't do that. <laughs> Yosra, it is your turn next time. What are we watching? Okay. I've done that thing where I've written a list of films and I'm just going to pick <laughs> one because I'm so indecisive. Okay, I think I'm going to go next for Get Out. I think that's going to be my next oh. choice. Oh. A little bit darker, but I do like it. Less shitting themselves in this. Well, in the physical sense, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Standard issue for all women.